0: Welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
0: What's up everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name's Joe, joined here today by Freddy. <laughs> What's up everyone? This is Freddy. <laughs> I said, Are you ready, Freddie? He said, My name's not Freddie. I name. said it is today. Just kidding. My that's name right. works that's with r- that
1: phrase just fine. I know if we're ready, ready Robbie. You ready, Robbie? Robbie, you ready? You ready, Robbie? So, it flows.
0: This is the third podcast we've done in Within 7 days. Week, yeah. <laughs> We're podcast guys now. We're this is what we do. This is what we do. And we if talked we about it. We
1: could monetize this better. 100% we'd do this way more.
0: So yeah, and if
1: you're, I, if you're listening I right now and you don't share this or tell other people about it, do mm-hmm. so. Yeah. The more the more the audience grows here, the more we can validate spending more time doing this because yeah. we like it. We do, and we talked about it, so we did a special episode yesterday that will come
0: out before this one, so go back a previous episode and listen to our, our roundup from the Pixel 8 Made by Google event. Uh, at the end of that, we talked a little bit about video, and if you're listening to this, you might have noticed on the website there was not a video component to this episode. That's because it takes a lot of time, and, and it's just a whole other thing to do for podcasting, it's a barrier to entry for us <laughs> yeah. That's all and we have seen like when we first launched that with the I think uh, audience that was online during the pandemic we did see decent traffic on those YouTube videos and then it's just kind of died off we haven't been super consistent there uh, so that's probably part of it but it's it's just uh it's a it's a lot of work to do that we've tried to simplify it with the switcher and stuff and it's just it's just kind of it's just kind of a whole thing i think down the road we could bring it back yeah and i think, so. I think, I think video think so. could help to monetize this more maybe we haven't quite cracked that nut just yet
1: yeah i'm uh i mean i don't know i'm just not a podcast person uh so I i'm listen out of the to the pod- loop a little bit and so yeah i know a lot of people listen to podcasts Absolutely. i don't I don't actually know. I mean, we get I don't know eight eight hundred to a thousand views normally in a week on the podcast on on YouTube. Which is on YouTube, that's nothing. I mean, right. it's just no traffic, and um, I don't personally know anybody that watches podcast. I don't like. I don't know anybody. It's like, yeah, I watched this podcast the other day, and blah blah blah. I people watch, are like, I listen to this podcast the other day all the time. So what I do is I
0: watch, especially on social. And on YouTube, on YouTube a lot of times I will watch clips, so a segment of a show. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see I watch that. all the time. I watch, I watch that a lot. That are... And then vertical video, I watch clips or shorts. Stupid terminology. Mm. I watch shorts, you know, vertical video. What was that? Um, vertical video. Of podcasts, and that's where we could probably leverage. If we did video, we could leverage that more. But again, that is a whole nother layer of things that it's you got to do. So time. for us, you know, we're 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 kind of um, we're kind of going MVP here, and we are doing the 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 thing that I think is the the core to what we do with the podcast well, sure. and recording audio recording and recording a podcast. We're, that's <laughs> what we're doing. We're not we're <laughs> getting rid of the video stuff for right now. Um, so for today we want to talk through chromebook plus hardware and software we had another episode two episodes back two episodes back that was about kind of overview about the event uh what was the kind of the first whole part of that oh just what is chromebook plus so talking about the initiative itself not necessarily the hardware specifically or the, the specific software stuff about right. kind of this big picture of what Google is in envisioning with this and how it will apply to uh, you listeners who are going to purchase a Chromebook and, and how Google kind of wants to position it. So go listen to that one if you want kind of the overview of Chromebook Plus. And talking about the event too. And like, the event too. And the and second how, half was the vibe
1: and, and... How important it was that that happened for a Chromebook. Mm-hmm. like everyone expects what happened yesterday for Google's hardware at this point. You know, we're we're the eighth pixel in now, so we're eight pixels into this uh, new normal of, in October, expecting Google to have a thing, and all the press is there, and they announce their new stuff. Like, that's, that's the new normal with that. It's not shocking to see that happen for a Pixel phone, or Pixel Buds, and Pixel Watch, and all that exactly. stuff. But this was, it was shocking to see the level of coordination and, and all the effort that went into, you know, the the Chromebook Plus event. And it was cool. It was it was a thing that it was exciting for us as as Chromebook fans obviously to see, you know, to to be a part of. We've been a part of a lot of events events like that. This is the first time that we've been a part of one this uh, intricate and this well done just for Chromebooks. Where there was we didn't have to stop and talk about anything else. We only talked about Chromebooks. It was awesome.
0: I think the next closest would be the reviewer's workshop for the Dragonfly Pro that we went to. And then yeah. after that would be Samsung. Yeah, both Plus. of those
1: are similar. They were like reviewer workshops. But
0: those are like you're in a room with some other press. It's kind of this just like presentation type thing. It's a, right. it's, a, it's more of a, it's more a like workshop, a meeting. meeting type yeah. thing. There's You're in a small room, it's pretty casual. Uh, there's no lights, you know, on a mm-hmm. stage, <laughs> right. Yeah, Right. none of that stuff's happening. There's no like microphones.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just, just a, it's just a, like a boardroom meeting yeah. kind of thing. So uh, this was, this was, was really this cool. was a presentation. This was a keynote, exactly. you know, uh, a, a Chromebook keynote. Um, so I don't want to get lost in, in talking about that again, but that's kind of what that podcast was about is talking about that whole experience and, and what this is and then why that experience was cool. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's indicative that. You know they're taking this seriously. This isn't just a, uh, let's try Chromebook Plus. It's Kind of like when they rebranded the whole Chromebook. Uh, they had plus Chromebooks and then premium Chromebooks and then plain regular Chromebooks. That and was kind of. And you saw it on their page some, and then Best Buy tried to do it for a little while, and then they stopped. And, then and they took it off. Yeah, it was just it. Was, that was that was kind of what we get a lot of times with Chromebook <laughs> stuff. Like, uh, sure, I don't know if we're going to take this seriously or not. That's let's, not what this is.
0: Let's try this thing. No, this is... That is not is, what Chromebook Plus is. This is all in. Uh, we are waiting. I'm waiting to see some Chromebook Plus commercials. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, based on that, the that sizzle, video.
0: The sizzle reel that they showed at the oh,
1: event. Looky here. I don't know what she says. In <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and looky here. Looky it's a, here. It's all my lyrics, I know, but it's a great song choice for that. It was perfect.
0: Yeah, and, it's a great video. And... It's it's got that pixel Google
1: oh yeah just that kind of cool
0: animation commercial vibe. I can't
1: wait to see it on TV. Yeah, and I think I mean they're they're saying a lot of marketing is going to happen, but I think more so than uh, you know commercials or YouTube spots or whatever. um, The the most important marketing part of this for them is going to be. getting best buy stores set up and ready and you know they've said that's that's happening you know there's going to be a, a marketing component to this for best buy specifically um yeah when people walk in and see the the table of chromebooks it being clearly marked clearly labeled so people can see it and understand mm-hmm. what it is and then clearly pick their chromebook based on uh, chromebook plus
0: i agree with you i think they're they're like that uh even just visual component, like the branding, you oh, know, yeah. on a, some signage and stuff. Yep. I would be curious to know what percentage of people are going into Best Buys to make a purchase decision versus watching youtube videos listening to our podcast and then just buying online yeah, being interested so it's like it's, it's a double tier thing you got to have the best buy stuff i think that is incredibly important but then also having very clear online like in you wrote about the landing page this morning like very clear messaging and yep. and you know great landing page <laughs> you know social media stuff the main google instagram shared a chromebook plus announcement yeah. reel like what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> we I mean, never that, see that sort of stuff. Yeah, those things those things need to happen
1: and continue happening. Yeah, it's got to
0: ha- like, it's got to be frequently. this like digital and physical kind of push and, and if think, they can do that it's going to be cool.
1: I think too if they could figure out a way to uh, educate Best Buy employees. So mm-hmm. if if you have an employee that's making a purchase uh, assist for a customer coming in and they don't know anything about the product, then you can't really blame them for not recommending it. They someone, don't know anything about it.
0: Someone walks in there like, well, I do some basic Photoshop stuff. Oh, well, you, you need, this, you need Windows. this Windows. You need right. to get
1: this Windows or this Mac here. Well, Because no. that employee's not educated. Mm-hmm. You know, not not been told. Um, and, you know, that's that's the type of ignorance, and not, I'm not saying ignorance as someone stupid. Like, ignorance just, I just don't know. That's not the type of ignorance that the whole Chromebook Plus thing can afford mm-hmm. from frontline people. Um, they need to make sure to the point where i i honestly think you know, i come from working in cell phones and stuff like i think they probably need to offer some some incentives for salespeople. and that i know best buy people aren't on commission but they could probably i'm assuming i don't know but i would assume behind the scenes they probably have some sales incentives to hit certain numbers to get something i don't know but you know like every but like give a free five free Chromebook plus models of their choosing to every Best Buy store. And whoever pushes them yep. gets, gets to win one or yep. I, I don't know, something, something, do something to incentivize people. Cause it works mm-hmm. in carriers. So T-Mobile works. sprint. Well, I used no, to no, sell, no, sell shoes, man
0: works. It works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> Spiffs, Spiffs work, man. This, uh, this new balance shoe, I'm telling you, it is the best on the market right now. <laughs> and I, it, you know,
1: like when we would have reasons to sell phones, like for me, you know, it was always, it always came down to me waiting for the right incentive. So if it was an incentive to sell a phone that I thought was trash, I'm just like, well, I'm not taking yeah. part in that. Like I won't oh, sure. make any, I'm not just not going to make that extra money. Cause I'm not going to push that. Cause I don't think it's any good. Sure. Um, so it was always about waiting for the, gotta- Like the right one would come along. and I'm like, Oh yeah. And then I would just, Go Destroy all in. it, mm-hmm. um, and I think it needs to be the same thing here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, hey, tell them to sell Chromebook pluses to people that say, "I'm going to do intense video, video editing I with think. Final Cut. That's my whole thing. I need Final Cut." Yeah, get a Chromebook. Get a Chromebook, man. Get Whoa, a, it'll can, work. You can probably make it work if you do this, this, and the yeah. No, right. that doesn't yeah, to be no, that. no one's wanting anyone to do yeah. that, but. You know, incentivize them to push the people that, like you said, to come and say, "Yeah, you know, some basic Photoshop and some simple video editing." Mm-hmm. But mainly, I spend time online and and I need to connect with my schools. Blah blah blah. Like, mm-hmm. great! Here's a fantastic device for 450 bucks that you're going to love using. Yeah,
0: um, the uh, I've referenced these guys a, a few times on this podcast, but Colin and Samir, who do kind of creator economy stuff, uh, great YouTube channel. Uh, great podcast do awesome interviews they've worked directly with google to put out some information to creators so google has some stuff they're trying to get out youtube has some stuff they're trying to get out they've partnered with colin and samir to be kind of the front-facing person on youtube or at events or whatever that that tell people about that so it's a little bit of a softer you know um i I think when you have a a a creator or, or somebody like that telling you about something it's a little you might be a little bit more interested in that than somebody who works for Google trying sure, to tell you that sure so maybe oh you want us to be there Chrome no. unbox could be the spokespeople <laughs> the spokespeople. <laughs> the spokespersons for Chromebook plus let us know anybody yeah. anybody at Google listening let yeah. us know be, that could we'd be, be cool like We'll, we'll partner. Yeah, yeah. You, you all can use it on your socials and on YouTube, and we can fold it into our stuff. Could be really fun. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's dig
1: into it. Mean, hey, there's a precedent there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, our uh, Google TV just popped up this very strange. Island. Island thing. and I mean, I'm talking like the island is, it's like what looks like maybe a church building kind of thing, a smaller church. It's not a big church, and maybe a house or two. I, f- I feel like that could be floating in,
0: like, some European yeah, small it ocean. Like.
1: Either that or it's north, <laughs> Sea, northeast, uh, like New off England. the coast of, like, Maine or something. Yeah. It's so bizarre. It's so little. Such a little baby little island. I know, that's but It's nuts. so green and nice looking.
0: Four buildings. Uh, okay, yeah. let's talk through hardware first. I don't believe we talked about these specific models in the last episode. So let's go through the eight models that Google is releasing with
1: Chromebook Plus. So let me pull these up. There we go. Uh, And we should. We've got. When's that one with that video? I will have
0: hardware done today.
1: Okay. So, yeah, by the time you're hearing this, that video will be out as well. So, we you know, we, we're under embargoes and there are certain things we can and can't say about hardware, uh, at the time that we're even recording this, we're still kind of under that, uh, embargo. So, um, you know, the video that we put out isn't necessarily like a review of all these devices. That would be a two hour video. It's, it's a bunch of Chromebooks. Um, but it's more of a, a holistic overview of what, uh, types of devices you can expect with, with Chromebook plus. But let me read these off to you. Um, We have the Acer, so two Acer Chromebook Plus 514 and 515. That's a 14 and a 15-inch device. Kudos again to Acer for uh, naming their Chromebooks properly. Um, You can know that it's a 500 device, which means it's middle of the road. Uh, You know that it's a 14-inch device because it's 514, 515. It's great naming. Uh, Asus Chromebook Plus CX34. So some of the... uh, aesthetic that you get with the cm and cx34 the, the vibe the cx34 and the the cm34 um but not not the same um it's a thinner lighter uh version of that device clamshell only um but white and really cool looking and nice and rigid in its frame the asus chromebook plus cm34 flip it's the cm34 flip we did a review on a month ago it's the same thing it'll just be rebranded um hps 2 uh, chromebook plus 15.6 inch uh which we did just posting about that um i had found this 15.6 inch hp chromebook that met all the the chromebook plus specs it's and it's like
0: different screen and yeah better and like specs. better
1: screen better webcam 8 128 you know the whole thing uh but it'll be rebranded obviously too. is it still
0: on sale was it that the one that was on the crazy sale there for a little bit
1: uh, it was marked down a little bit. They they've got a cheaper model of that that has been around since like May. Hmm. Um, that goes on sale a lot, but I've never handled it, and it looks it just looks cheap. Um, and then the uh, X36014C that we have uh, done an unboxing, but not a review on yet. So um, we have that one in the office. We don't have the the Chromebook Plus labeled one. It's the same thing. Um, so a 14 inch higher end, you know, fingerprint scanner nice speakers really great keyboard trackpad all that stuff um and then you have two from lenovo the flex 5i chromebook plus um we have talked about the flex 5i it's been around for a while but this is the chromebook plus model and then the slim 3i chromebook plus which we did our do we do the review on the i don't remember now the one where we did is this chromebook plus we treated that like a review to kind man? of yeah i think that i think that is the review on this one um I'll have to go back and look. It makes me wonder if was that more of an unboxing? I think that might have been just more of a
0: Impressions, impressions. here it is. Thing. I mean, yeah. you were at the desk talking about it. So. Yeah.
1: Um So how we'll handle all this moving forward, I'm not even completely sure. <laughs> I mean, if if we could do full reviews of each, that's fine. It's just gonna take time. You know, I don't wanna be anybody let me let me tell you this if you listen to this and you start seeing uh, all the chromebook plus reviews roll out uh, when this embargo lifts i don't know if i can say when that is but probably uh, not. soon uh when the embargo lifts treat you know take those with a grain of salt because no one's had these devices for that long and so if right. if all of the reviews come out that means they've spent maybe a day or two with each one at tops and then are are forming long-term opinions on them so we don't want to do that it's not what we do nope um i will at least at this point i can it doesn't take me long to form some some pretty strong opinions like 80 percent of it um, within a week of using the device at the desk every day i can i can do the review there's other content we got to make on youtube too uh, but that might be you know the bulk of our of our content over there for for a little bit for the next few weeks mm-hmm. as we kind of go through those. But uh, it's also worth noting that the, these are the new devices, quote unquote, new devices that launched. There, there are some obviously that are not brand new. They're just new to the Chromebook Plus uh, branding, but there is uh, somewhere between 25 and 30 existing devices also that will get the Chrome uh, Chromebook Plus update. Uh, October 17th is when that will globally start rolling out and, and this is another thing that I'm so excited that Google's doing like there's not all these vague like uh, in the coming weeks, in the future you yeah. know That like, here's Chromebook Plus, October 8th you're going to be, so Sunday you're going to start seeing these at Best Buy and they said all of them will be there mm-hmm. um, so these all appear at Best Buy on October 8th um, and then October 17th all the, the devices, we've got a, a post about this uh, we'll link in the description on this. Um, Care to make a note about that? Um, no. Want to make sure we? I'm busy. We link it. <laughs> <laughs> Just posted up with his his Chrome, his Chrome <laughs> we pillow. Get, we should get a picture of this. i comfy. No, I don't want to. Um, yeah. So there's uh those twenty five or so models that'll all get that all the Chromebook Plus goodies. Uh, come come October 17th. So we'll kind of be on the same page with those. And, you know, we talked about this before. It's basically going to create a two-tier system for now, one that I think eventually should become a three-tier. I think if they're going to do Plus, I think they do Pro. or yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't,
0: Chromebook, Chromebook Plus, Chromebook Pro.
1: Yeah. And so for those people looking for the absolute top-notch, uh, hopefully by then the this whole process will also include some – um, abilities for Google to, I don't know how you do this objectively, but to be able to say, hey, look, there's some quality assurance standards that you have to meet in order to be in this program, period, plus or pro. Like, you have to have it. Um, you know, like we, Down the road, they could yeah, I think down Probably the road they can figure out what those are, um, and, and maybe maybe don't make those even public. You know, I don't think that no like reviewers don't need to know. Uh, we we pass this spec for you know point zero five degrees of deflection, and you know like whatever. There's all kinds of of industrial terminology that gets used for for building these products. That we don't need to know about. I just need to know when I get the thing out of the box, it's not going to feel flimsy. The trackpad's not going to be flopping around. The keyframe's going to feel good you know it's going to be nice to use the hinge works the way it's supposed to the, the top's not flopping all over the place like right. these basic things that we want to see in in good chromebooks that d- deliver good experiences that shouldn't be held for you know like premium like ultra premium devices if i pay 500 bucks for a chromebook it doesn't mean well well it's only, it was only 500 bucks that means the the screen hinge you know doesn't always stay standing up like come on like we're we're past that y'all been making laptops for long enough to be able to Take care of those simple things, mm-hmm. um, and so if Google can figure out a way to kind of put checks and balances on that stuff, like moving forward, that would that would be a welcome thing, I think, for the hardware and something I think we'll have to do for if they do create another tier above this, like you'll have to be able to, to do that. Like we we just sorry if you hear these motorcycles, motorcycles or of, cars. It's apparently a drag strip out they're,
0: there. They're, we are we are in a Let's see you historic hear. little downtown. <laughs> that's, a, that's a car, I think. Yeah, you can hear it for sure.
1: Uh, yeah, people, they, they people love, get between the buildings. But they I mean, love
0: they the rumble between the buildings. Yeah. It really gets gets that particular type of human
1: going. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it.
0: Whatever it is that made you want to get that car or that motorcycle in the first place, then the rumble in between oh, yeah. the buildings is like of, the icing. It's the icing on the cake, man. <laughs> it's
1: the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's, 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 it's what they live for
1: this is what i I bought this this is what i did all this work for this moment sorry um ridiculous yeah um so (laughs) another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals The, uh, the, the attention to build quality, you know, like it, it came up in an unboxing we did that will be on the internet at some point,
0: soon, probably
1: ish around when you're listening to this. If it's not by this time, uh, it will be shortly after, uh, we unboxed the, the new Acer, uh, it's the, it's the Chromebook spin 714. So we had the one device last year. I liked a lot. The Navy one. The new one came out. We did a review on it. Like they've just—they've nailed this Chromebook. Like mm-hmm. it's really, really well done. It's a cool, kind of gold accent in the hinges and yeah, on and the I mean, it's logo. Just got, it's just nice. It's yeah, real it's just—it's nice. well put together. It's firm. It's, it's in a the seven hundred category for yeah, sure. It's, just, it's a it's nice, nice Chromebook. Um, and then we got the nine ninety nine version in. That's going to be at Best Buy pretty soon. Uh, probably mm-hmm. like the next week. Uh, it'll be there. And so I'm like, okay, well, we're going to unbox this. Basically, we're not going to review this again. It's just unboxing this like nicer one. So it's got a fingerprint scanner. It's got the Stobel stylus back, but then you get all the benefits upgraded to a Core i7, Quad HD screen at 425 nits, you know, Quad HD camera. It's like, okay, these are nice. There's a lot of nice upgrades. It's a lot of nice stats and stuff. And then I get down to the trackpad and it's not seated right, you know. And so, oh, you can, you can hear, hear it in the video too. Like even when I'm just navigating, like every time you touch your finger down to it, you hear it seat down into the frame. It's like, and then you click, double click. It's, it's like, <laughs> yeah, like that kind of stuff has to be like you can't ship devices like that. If if we're gonna define Chromebook Plus as like, hey, these are these are great Chromebooks for 500 bucks. When you charge twice that, you just no, like before, I think it was unacceptable. Before, with Chromebook Plus being a thing, it's like super duper unacceptable now for the basics not to work mm-hmm. uh, the way that they should. And so, um, you know, it was just one of those highlights because it's a great Chromebook. And you know, I said in the video, like if I got this at a thousand bucks, I would take it back. I would take it back to Best Buy or wherever I got it and be like, "Look, this this trackpad's jiggling around. I'd like to exchange it for one that's not doing that." And more than likely, you would, the next one you got wouldn't do that. Um, but none of them should do that um, or you know you move to a haptic trackpad like HP has done so that on premium devices you just get rid of that whole that's not even a thing you don't have to worry about that anymore mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's little attention to detail that Google's I think if they're going to do another tier they'll have to figure out uh, those pieces of that puzzle they'll have to be able to do that uh, kind of stuff
0: we talked a little bit uh, well no I think we had a whole little segment about uh, the hardware <laughs> requirements specifically uh, in last
1: in the last yeah, episode about this, sure but did. just
0: quickly run through those just kind of on yep. the hardware basis here. Let's let's at least so here's,
1: yeah, and it's, it's kind of nice hit those quickly. A nice line in the sand because it's you got to remember with with this there's there's no guarantee that just because you put specs to, together in a package it's going to make for a nice device. So that's not what Google's after. But in order for those nice experiences to happen, certain requirements need to be made. You can't have a, a terrible turd screen uh on a 15.6 inch laptop like you can't have a 1366 by 768 screen and expect a good experience you need at least 1080p there so there are some guidelines that they've put in place Um, and most of them are very very specific and there's there's no questions about them so eight gigs of ram or more 128 gigs of storage or more 1080p or higher webcam has to support temporal noise reduction 1080p uh, ips screen or better um so i mean it's like oh well does an oled not qualify i think we can all objectively say oled's better than ips yes an oled screen wins uh but you can't put a tn panel in so those things obviously those just need to go away period but uh so it needs to be full hd or better so you can go up to quad hd if it's 4k all those it just it's that or better um the one spec that's not quite as clear is the, the CPU. So they said core I three 12th gen or above uh rise three, 7,000 series or above, and, or they use the words. I put that in my post or better is what they said. Uh, you know, if they're saying 12th gen Intel and, in and in, or, or newer, then I know mean, that's pretty clear. Like you can't really get around that. Um, but if you're saying better an 11th gen core I five is better than the 12th gen core i3 it is better it's faster it's like more efficient like it's a better processor it's still more expensive it's going to beat you on every uh, uh test that you run so you know if, if every benchmark's better if, if, if it's a more expensive chip it, you feel like you would say that's better but if they're saying it's 12th gen only i don't they, they never really specify that maybe that's exactly what it is it has to be 12th gen um but and, then and, the, does that cut out, you know, are they going to add more processors down the mm-hmm. road? Like does a MediaTek, you know, uh, the Campanio 1380, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like that should be in the mix. Beast. beast. Uh, it's a strong processor. And so like, I don't I know, think it's not quite as clear. And I don't know that they can make it that specific, but you see what they've done with the existing, you know, the, the new Chromebooks they've put in and the ones that are on the list are all 12th gen alder lake or something in that realm and that's just what it is
0: and obviously there's going to be devices come out um that won't include 12th gen like you know they can they can always put in older chips it, it so there's that, but then I think this is more of like you know the retrofitting here, like of these ones that are out there, like where are we drawing the line in the sand? And they they, they could just decide at some point. Yeah, they just had to pull the trigger. I mean, moving forward, I think it probably you're right. It probably will be just. Hey, it's got to be 12th gen, <laughs> you know? And, yeah, and uh, I think
1: eventually they'll they'll introduce a new. Uh, they'll have to introduce some ARM stuff if MediaTek comes maybe out. some more specifics on the yeah. on the CPUs. But once it come out, they could say you know hey today we're adding this processor family to the Chromebook plus family, you know?
0: So a few other things that you talked about in the video and, and we'll obviously link that, uh, in the description, but the kind of first th- thing that you talked about, and we already kind of hit on it a little bit is it's just like the aesthetic. And so these ones, at least these eight, you know, there's just kind of a, uh, an attention to detail. Some of the seams lining up nicely and things like that. Do yeah. you think that, do you think that that was, like obviously, there might be some things down the road where they do include some of those industrial things. I, I would think with these eight, they had all of these in. They were testing, feeling them. They were like, do these seams line up? Does this is yeah. there? Do you think that that the there is a certain aesthetic with these eight devices?
1: Um, I think so. I mean, I, I don't know that they're really hardcore with it, and you know, from from what we can gather, eventually they want to be more. Um, specific on that stuff like they want to be able to say hey your screen has to be lived up to this xyz you know thing and not just 1080p but it's got to be 300 nits but you know that doesn't always mean 300 nits doesn't always mean better um you know there are screens that are 250 nits and we bemoan those sometimes but you get them out and you start using them it's like somehow that 250 nits seems brighter mm. it looks better than the 300 nit on this display over here because there's just a lot that goes into the way that light rolls off and actually goes from screen to eyes and and in that process you know it's not again it's not easy to define you can't just go hey this is better than that um and so they have to kind of make those judgment calls and figure that stuff out i think in general 300 nits would just be a good underlying thing like it, it's going to save you probably 90 percent of the the screens that you're like they shouldn't have put that screen on there you know but um and i think the same goes for the other parts of the aesthetics of the hardware, like, you know, can you put a, Oh, this one feels nicer than this one. It seems really subjective, but there are some particular guidelines. I think that they can, that they can mm-hmm. go by. And I, th- I feel like for these specifically Google probably weighed in a little more than normal, uh, for a four or $500 Chromebook than they normally would. Um, and then I think, you know, hopefully that means that, Going forward, that'll continue to be the case. Like, just like no Chromebook can get the Chromebook logo on it without Google's approval, these are going to have to meet the approval. The thing is, Google has to be careful of just not going, What? Well, I don't like the way it feels. Like, you're going to have to give manufacturers some guidelines to go by. And so, <clears throat> you know, when we say that Google has hands on every Chromebook, they do, but it's just making sure some basics are there. You know, it's like, Hey, it is, uh, you know, does it have a screen that works? Does it have a trackpad that registered figures? You know, does it have a keyboard that can be inputted on? That's it. Um, it's very basic, and I think Chromebook Plus will step that up. Uh, it's just a matter of how, how specific they can be on it. But, you know, to answer your question uh, in the most long-winded way possible, yes, I, I think there's, there's – there is an aesthetic and I don't want to misguide anyone. I don't want anyone to think like, Oh, every one of these feels amazing. These
0: are uh, all PixelBook go
1: 100%. I think, no, I know that the, the slim three I from Lenovo, I think encapsulates what Google is aiming for the absolute best. So if you said, Hey, of, of these eight new Chromebooks, um, And some of the ones like the X360 14 C is not new. It's been out for a few months. It's being rebranded, but of these eight devices that were part of the launch, which one is the most Chromebook plus of the Chromebook plus. And it's the three. i a hundred percent. Um, the, the slim three, I just nails it. Like, you know, I I feel like I'm beating a dead horse with it, but it just like even picking it up to sit over here on the couch to do this podcast. When I picked it up, I'm like, man, it's just, just feels right. Like it, it, there's something about, you know, they, they spent the time to make sure that when you pick it up, like, you know, that it's firm and it's like the keyboard is great to type on. Like it's not a lazy person's keyboard. I can tell you that it's not one of those like super low travel, you know, you, you've got a, like, it's got some great travel to it and great click. And, and I know when I make mistakes, I'm like those, that's me making mistakes. It's not like, Oh, this keyboard didn't quite, you know. Keep up with me. Uh, but the screen looks great. You know, the trackpad feels great and clicky. The only the only downside, I think, to this Chromebook is the speakers are very okay. They're,
0: they're <laughs> downward-firing laptop speakers. But there's
1: uh, almost all the rest of the Chromebook Pluses have really good, good. speaker, like mm-hmm. better than normal speakers. And I'm like, man, if they could have figured that out on this one, that would have been a I, – I, I, it's, it's a great Chromebook. It's really, really great. Um, I'm thinking about taking it with me on – My vacation, but I also would like to have some extra real estate. If it's the only screen I'm going to be working on, I mean, it's a 14-inch screen, so it's fine for day-to-day stuff. But like, if I'm going to be away from my desk, I'm used to working at a desk with a big screen, so I'd rather kind of take a bigger screen with me. I think
0: you should pack your monitor with you, and I should in your suitcase.
1: (laughs) And if anybody's listening to this, like, oh, you got to go work on your on your vacation? I don't have to. I'm going to try to do a little bit though. Um, you know, just part of entrepreneurial life and it's part of enjoying your job. You know, like I don't, I don't want to not be plugged into what's going on, you know, but it probably just be in the mornings and I probably won't do anything else after that. But Uh, I'm going to take a device with me and I already looked up the, uh, the internet package.
0: Sitting so. at the s- sitting sitting at a, a a table, full monitor, full keyboard, mm-hmm. mouse setup. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm taking I'm taking two external monitors. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. So full, I have three monitors set up. That
0: guy. Yeah. And then you should give nasty looks to people who are being too loud on their vacation. Yeah, right. <laughs> <What>? I'm working.
1: <laughs> Stop splashing so loud, Tommy. I've been telling you this for three days now, man. <laughs> i'm trying to get stuff done
0: (laughs) that was a nice cannonball but will
1: you cut it out (laughs) you're gonna get water on my chromebook plus
0: so let's switch gears and talk about software we hit on photoshop on the web in the last episode but we gotta mention it again because that was a demo that you and i were both thoroughly impressed by and you've messed with it a little bit michael has messed with a little bit it's awesome uh Towards the end of that presentation uh, demo, they were talking about how this isn't all running in the web. Like, there are certain components of this. Most of this, it's happening local. Right. Yeah. That, are, that are happening on the device. So it's you're getting... As close to a kind of native Photoshop uh, experience. Yeah, it's still in a browser. S- still so, like, using the web to you know do certain things to sync and pull things and generate things and all that. A, some
1: of that generative AI, a little yeah. bit of that's probably happening from some cloud stuff. But. I,
0: I would imagine it's the same stuff on a desktop app on the Mac. I'm sure that generative yeah. stuff is getting happening through the through an internet connection, but. That was really cool, and it was a big part of the presentation. Like, there was a – I forget her name, but there was a spokesperson from Adobe who got on stage and talked about this partnership. It's going to be rolling out to all Chromebook Plus? All – is it technically just available? I don't know.
1: So, yeah, they they, um, broke the silence on that last week um, with it's available. It's just – Photoshop's available on the web It's just that
0: these devices – run it really well yeah so they they meet these certain spec requirements
1: yeah and they they i think from the way it sounded you know adobe basically is saying hey look you know with uh with chromebook plus i don't want to say that they (laughs) they built photoshop on the web for chromebook plus models but they were definitely in mind like that this was the idea this is kind of the target type of device for for this application and they're doing a I want to say it's like 3 months free uh, with with Chromebook yes. Plus extra extra perk with plus yeah so extra perk plus perk plus perks it's got an extra um, plus perk and so you know but ultimately it's like you know Google and Adobe getting together to say for them to say hey look we're we're putting this product together after two years of beta testing we're we're getting ready to roll it out and Google saying hey we got this plus thing and like we really want to make sure that these two things align very well um and can we do that and they did that um and so it's not to say that you have to have a Chromebook plus to use it. It's just, if you have a Chromebook plus, it's going to be a great experience. Uh, Photoshop is going to be a great experience and got enough RAM. You've got yeah. enough storage. You've yeah. Got and I've, I've already been playing around power. with it and I don't know squat about Photoshop. And, you know, I took, um, if you go to the site and look, uh, there's a deal on the Acer, uh, uh Vero Vero 514, which is also one of those kind of retro actively added Chromebook plus models. And, uh, you know, we had this cool shot where we took it over to this little area here downtown, and it's it's sitting in the you know the leaves and the foliage and stuff. And it's a cool shot, but we've used it quite a few times. So I took it, slapped it into Photoshop for the web, and uh, took the crop tool and opened it up and told Generative AI to make me some more leaves. And uh, it did it. And it did, and did it. And it looks awesome. <laughs> but it looks exactly like the photo. Um, it's pretty wild. Uh, and so, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity to use that type stuff you know to me like photoshop is that type of of tool that you know some people that's their whole workflow like for me it the stuff that we tend to make ends up being a lot more like graphic driven and so you know there's still other tools that we need to use whether it's canva or um corel I'm trying to, designer vector no, I don't corel know vector they, is the new name for it they got or, rid of designer i think right? It used to be Gravit designer used to be grab and then Gravit designer uh and that's that's just kind of what I use. I, I love that. And it's it's just a different way to manipulate objects. There's not a whole lot of photo editing options. There's almost nothing in there to fix photos. So Photoshop's this thing that you can really manipulate these photos. Then maybe drag it in there and start doing all... You could do some of that stuff in and Photoshop. Then,
0: but and then the Express thing is kind of more... Of, Adobe, I, I think, think
1: Express might be that... It's more of feature. like Canva type. Yeah, and maybe we should try starting to use mm-hmm. it if we're going to keep Photoshop around. Yeah. Um, you know, so... Anywho, it, it good tools um, that are going to be awesome on Chromebook Plus, you know, and it's cool to see them as part of this whole thing. Bring Adobe in and say, "Let's talk about this." And you know, there's obviously stuff like GeForce Now that's going to work on these just fine, and you know, because it's all cloud-based stuff. But you know, seeing Adobe drop in and finally deliver this, like it would have been really awesome. Uh, I, I have a hard time believing that they they've spent this much time and effort in getting their stuff on the web and out part of that's them buying Figma and and all that stuff like I know that that's that move but if solving the video editing part too in the same way would be pretty amazing like and this is no knock to LumaFusion and and I think Luma like they mentioned LumaFusion in part of this too of saying like these chromebook Plus models will work with LumaFusion very well and so the fact that they're mentioning that and saying that, that it'll work that means LumaFusion's on board to say yep we don't know about the rest of the Chromebooks, but these these guys will make sure that our app works well, and so hopefully that's the case. Um, I've I've not had a lot of luck to, with it, but I'm, we need I'm, to try it again. I'm it's digging, been a while. I'm
0: digging in next week while you're gone.
1: Um, it's on my to-do list. I'm, I also I'm think writing it, it down again. Right. I here. think I think Adobe could benefit from jumping in on this too. You know, like they could benefit from saying, "Hey, look, we're gonna, uh, you know, we're gonna go and and figure out Adobe Rush for Chromebooks, and whether mm-hmm. that's an Android app." or some kind of web I mean CapCut on the web isn't perfect um you know, For I know basic
0: like, video editing it does it's really a lot. good
1: and and this isn't a dig to CapCut or TikTok or anything but you, you're not telling me Adobe can't deliver something better than that on the web like <laughs> the something that's like this is the best web-based video editor ever made boom here it is whether it's Adobe Rush or it's just what's their other thing what's their main thing Premiere uh, Premiere adobe premiere on the web you know and you can cut out a bunch of the super duper crazy stuff and then add it eventually like it it looks like photoshop for instance like this will be kind of like on the web will kind of be the future i think of photoshop and michael made this point in his post like this is a this is less of a very specified niche and it's this wide open collaborative kind of thing that you can build on the web that the web is awesome at and now that the web is smart enough and good enough to build tools like this like why not shift your focus to that instead of here's this for the mac and here's this for windows and here's it's on the web just go go to the website and just you do your thing you can collaborate easily move on it's like we all of our docs and stuff moved to that back in the early 2000s it feels like some of these creative tools are getting ready to move in that direction and like adobe hello if you're not working on this you need to be working on it someone else is going to swoop in And beat you. You all are the Figma beat them. Mm. It's what happened. That's why they bought them. Figma (laughs) beat them, and so they had enough money to buy them up for billions of dollars. Gosh, (laughs) I want to say that the crap. What's his name? Uh, I'm blanking. You're talking about their CEO. Yeah
0: he he was like owner founder. Yeah, like one of the richest people in his age bracket ever. (laughs) Yep, because of the sell of this company. So. They, yeah, they are the the king of creative tools, and I think they are. They I
1: mean, and they, they need they've to have been
0: it. there. They've been doing it for so long, and and yeah, people are getting used to collaborating. People are getting used to not having to save all their stuff, or their their app crashing and they lose their yep. whole project they were working on, or you know, video editing and not have to sit there and click save all the time. And oh my gosh, my app just crashed and I lost. I think they fixed that in Premiere, but back in the day, that was the thing. Like, I mean, you got used to you do something. Control us, control us, control us, control us. I mean, you were just constantly, constantly doing a save. Uh, I think they've probably probably fixed that. I don't know. I haven't used Premiere in a very long time, but they they are doing something really cool with Photoshop. It's awesome that it was a part of this this presentation. And yeah, I mean, somebody from Adobe was there to talk about this partnership. Three months f- free, correct? Yeah. And so. then, what other perks did they announce? Were there any other perks? As far as I think free stuff, will, there might be another
1: Luma Fusion offer. Mm, um, I think so. Check that Chrome I don't Plus know that landing the, page. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that the perks are going to go live until the eighth. Oh, that's true. That's all true. of them. Uh, well,
0: then, uh, what were what were some of the other demos that stood out to you? I think for me, the generative AI stuff was pretty yeah. incredible.
1: Um, you know, they didn't have a lot of that working out there. They were using Bard to do some of that stuff, but. What they showed in in the presentation, um, that's that's huge, and then um, you know the existing stuff for video calls is pretty awesome. Um, and that stuff's right now. So if you if you get your hands on a Chromebook Plus model, um, I'm curious. Let let me see something real quick. Um, let me go to Meet. And
0: in these features that that Robbie's referencing here are. Um
1: I are think specific they're, they're specific to Chromebook uh, Plus models. And so they Google are... has the whole thing built in now, so they can very easily turn on and turn off. They they basically put these features into this one category, and they can say is Chromebook Plus is not, and it, it, and it turns them all, all on, turns them all off. Um, so just out of curiosity, yeah. So those the camera controls and stuff are not here on this three i that isn't technically a Chromebook Plus, even though it is. Hopefully, after October 17th, that stuff will show up. But on Chromebook Plus models, um, I won't give my opinion on how it works. But um, it, Yeah, just talk about a, what it is. If I go pick up one of those Chromebook Plus models, I tried it just the other day just to make sure it was there. If you open a Meet or Zoom or you get a FaceTime thing or Discord, it doesn't matter. If it's using your camera and you're in a video conferencing type thing, a new little toolbox pops up down on the tray. You pop it open, and you get your um, your basic blur, your super duper crazy blur that looks stupid. But again, if if you're somewhere you don't need anything being seen, like you can do that. Uh, but the the basic blur looks great. And it I always and it cuts it, you yeah. out a little bit better, I think, than the the super the one that's on meat. Uh, oh yeah, meat misses my head a lot. Like it'll it'll grab a lot of artifacts around my head. This is this feels very much uh, like. It's clearly part of the OS. Like you can tell, it's it's utilizing the camera in the right way to to really cut a, a really tight silhouette um, to create the blur. Um, but then there's uh, mic mute, uh, camera on off switch built into this little area, um, and
0: I think like your input stuff is all in there as well, right? is you can change your
1: yeah, I think you can change your input your things. video um,
0: source and audio source. But this is all happening. You know, on the device. so this is gonna like Robbie said, this is gonna work on any any platform whether you're on Zoom meet.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the benefit is it's all it's all uh, uh, based on the OS and it's not it's not just a um, oh here we go.
0: I'm gonna say I know I got b-roll of it.
1: Yeah I figured that'd be the easiest way to find this here. So let me open that you go away. Oh yeah, you can trigger your noise cancellation and improve your Ooh. lighting. That's what it is. Oh
0: yeah, the improved lighting is. Yeah, so the, it's like,
1: it's like the pixels of uh, uh, portrait lighting. Like I, I was messing with it the other day. Um, I would say probably by the time this goes out, like when when do you think this this podcast? Let's not risk it. Okay. <laughs> Um, so you're 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 on the edge, but here, it brother. works. Yeah, it does what they say it does. Right. Uh, they show it in the in the ads and stuff, uh, and it does that. You know, it just lights your face up uh, on on a spot where there's no light on it, and and again, it's OS level, yeah. uh, which is really awesome. And you know, the noise canceling stuff if your ear earbuds or your earphones don't have that, it's gonna smartly get rid of background noise for you. Which again, Google Meet has done all these things. Like they've done all of it through Meet, but. This is OS level. This is changing the recording that is being piped to whatever thing you're going to send. So they don't care. They're like eliminating the middleman. Yeah, it's app agnostic. They don't care. Like, if you're like, oh, well, you know, Zoom does better on the blur, but this, you know, Meet does better on the noise cancellation, you get all of it. You get all the benefits of all the stuff they've been doing with Google Meet on Chromebooks for any service you want, which is. I I love that so much. I love OS level stuff. That's not like, well, if you use our product, you yeah, screw that. And it's the same with this generative AI stuff that's coming. Like the the stuff that they showed isn't generative AI for Google services because mm-hmm. they, they already do that. Like, write for me is already in Gmail, and write for me is already in Docs, and all this stuff. Like those features are going to be in those services, and that's great. But the Chrome OS team is, and, and Google specifically with Chromebooks, is looking. They want to be this platform agnostic thing. So it's like, we don't care. Like you're using a Chromebook. It's good for everything, like everything you want to do. So if you want it to help you compose a tweet, cool. If you're in Twitter and you're typing and you right click and say, you know, help me make this. Like they show this because this isn't working. I can't tell you anything more than, you know, what what they showed us on screen. You know, this new little box pops up and it's like, you know, make this funny or write this blah, blah, blah. Or whatever, you know, it's it's generative AI. It's the thing you would go ask You know, like Bard or uh, ChatGPT to do, and so it's available anywhere. There's a little text blinking text field that you could write in. You can start using these features once they roll out. Um, Hopefully, hopefully, some point before the end of the year. uh, So I think the goal uh, with those features, and so that's that's going to be pretty awesome too.
0: And and they we were we clarified like, is this stuff happening on the device? Is it is is all of this stuff happening? You know when you're when you're on twitter and you do that or x yeah whatever when you're on, when you're on x and right click how is this working exactly um and it's it's happening on the device yeah
1: it's local um so yeah i mean the and way what, that that's going to play out i mean especially after yesterday's thing i mean clearly they're leaning all the way uh, that's into AI, heading, yeah generative ai and,
0: the pixelate built on generative ai yeah and the assistant's going
1: to have you know bards capabilities and eventually that'll roll to chromebooks too and so it won't just be like in text fields and that kind of stuff like google is leaning into generative ai they're not they're no longer just like oh well the assistant like the assistant will get generative ai and it'll be part of that but you're not going to have to ask the assistant to do everything it's like eh, the assistant's good for when you need an assistant like schedule a meeting turn the music off you know do like i feel like that's what's going to happen it's action yeah, items. The, the, the assistant will be the action item thing it's going to go do something it's going to go schedule a meeting it's going to go send this. this on it's my gonna, calendar right it's going to do those things but sometimes i want to do it for myself and i don't want to not have generative ai because i didn't want to ask something to do it for me and, and it's like you can still use the ai stuff in this way and you can
0: do it conversationally
1: it's gonna yeah that and I think that will be where the assistant will shine with this uh, on Chromebooks and on Pixel phones and whatever once you can start talking back and forth and you know Bard I know uh, Michael said something about you know using Bard in that way the other night he was like writing a short story or something and he did it he wanted to do it all with voice and was just having a conversation back and forth with Bard and and I'm like I, I imagine that being more the future that kind of that we all wanted uh, right. when the assistants started rolling out like oh we're gonna get better conversations it's, that thing was not ready for no. any of this stuff and and you know generative ai is changing that pretty quickly
0: and it's it's i'm sitting here thinking through this difference and like action items versus conversational stuff like the action items are like do this thing the generative ai stuff is more of like i i kind of want to do this thing help me Uh, I'm going to this party. There's going to be a lot of people there. I need some snacks, um, you know. And it's almost kind of helping you work through your problem solving
1: and like like putting it all back and forth. Then at the end, there's action that needs to be done. The assistant can oh, here's your here's your send out that RSVP, you know. Uh, And that's one of those the things they did show. Now again, they were using Bard to do it. I think remember he he created. Uh, a packing list for a, a trip he was taking with friends, basically. And, and once he got it all done, it was like, all right, send this, you know, to these people. And because generative AI is hooked into Gmail and all that stuff, it was able to just step through that process basically for him. Ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those pieces will all continue to connect more and more and more. And and I think if Google's smart about this, the way that they'll they'll do it is, hey, this stuff will work across. You know, if you're wanting to use outlook you know for your email then you can still use generative ai in this way because it's at an os level so it's still it's still fine to use it but there's a couple little perks you know for if you're using gmail uh you can use microsoft office to do that thing and create that document you know that you did just for by talking to the ai but if you use if you use google docs a it's
0: going to also, also create this other little piece to it. It's going to yeah. create the calendar event for you. We're going to do this other thing for yeah. you. Yeah.
1: And so you you don't want to. You want to be platform agnostic, but also, I think it's something that Apple sometimes. Like when Apple's being their best version of themselves, they do this well. Like, you can you can use this on other stuff. It's fine, but it's better when you use it with our stuff. Uh, versus. The worst version of Apple is this new feature is awesome and only works for our stuff and it won't work for anything else. That's the worst version. Uh, and I think Google's usually good about being pretty horizontally aligned. Um, and so I think with this, like they could stay that way and only give like these small little perks to, you know, using Google services uh, with this AI, just because it's just more aligned. Like they, it, they know that they can pass that command or that thing that the AI created to the same basic ai engine in another application and let it complete the the task versus passing it on to something else and be like well we don't know what it's going to do with that um but i think generally speaking especially with chromebooks um it's going to be pretty agnostic
0: it, yeah and if if you are a google fan if you have a P- pixel phone and a pixel watch and and a chromebook like you're gonna get the best version of all of this, you know. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, you can use Chat GPT, and you can do this other stuff with other apps, but um, but yeah, it's 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 gonna be interesting to see what the next year of the Google Assistant and generative AI are gonna look like with these pushes
1: into Chromebook Plus and generative AI and the Pixel Eight. You got to think like AI. we when we talk generative AI, we're <laughs> yes. as far as the public goes. We're year one. Yeah. We just finished year one. We're moving now into because ChatGBT was, it was just a little over a year ago. I think it was late September that it they were like, okay, here you go. Here you go. Yeah. And people were like, what is this? And everyone lost their and we were like, And we were like,
0: are websites going to be a thing anymore? Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> what oh, is no. what's going to happen here? <laughs> Web publishers might just go away. Yeah. Um,
1: and obviously Doesn't that. Doesn't appear
0: to be the case yet.
1: <laughs> no, they, they have to keep treading lightly with that stuff. Because um, without people like us we've said we've said this before like generative ai as far as content goes gets pretty dicey without uh, content creators because mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you've got what are you a chicken from? Egg, yeah chicken egg problem there um and so yeah i mean I, I think as we move into year two of all this it becomes less about um you know what jobs is ai going to steal and all this kind of stuff and it's like How does it become more of a tool that augments the things that we do? And they clearly that's where Google's moving with this stuff. Like all their generative, generative AI stuff is moving towards like, how do we just do, how do we be a better version of what we're doing with this tool? Um, And I I love all the stuff they're doing right now. I think all of it's great because it's not focused on like, we're going to have this, you know, write everything for you and do everything for you it's like what are the things that you can create or imagine in your mind and then how can we use ai to just get you to the end point faster instead of all the process so that you stay in that mode of creating and building and thinking versus going okay cool i can do that and i know i can it's going to take me a long time and so I'll i'll come back to the idea later after i get that first step done if AI could just do that for you, what it, what would it look like to move to that next step without having to 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 trudge through all of it all the time? You know, What stuff can we create then? It's uh, an exciting new world. Yeah. So year two. Year two, what's it going to be? It's going to be a we're lot getting of it, new We're stuff.
0: getting it built into the things that at least you and I use yeah. every day. So how are we going to leverage it for Chrome Unboxed and for things we're doing? It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. And I
1: know, you know, I'm I'm not great at future casting but you know Google has long looked for something uh in the Android ecosystem specifically for Pixel that might push the bar a little bit to really put pressure on Apple um you know to to start selling more phones and the, the while photography
0: or the killer feature Yeah, or
1: photography the... was a thing for a little bit for Pixel. I think it got them on the map. You know, people were like, "Oh yeah, I've heard of that. They take really good pictures." You know that's nice and they're still they're going to be using ai obviously to enhance that whole thing from video to photos i think just the general especially if they get this assistant with bard thing out soon and it's good and it i I just don't i don't think apple's in any way shape or form ready to compete with this Siri
0: Siri with AI is around the corner, man. It's going to be great.
1: <laughs> and I've heard Apple is investing in yeah. some AI stuff, but there's no no realm of reality where they're even close to doing what Google has been doing. Because it's not like Google decided to do this last year and this is where they are. Like the AI generative AI did not take them by storm. No. The the, <laughs> the unveiling of ChatGPT to the public probably caught them with their pants down. They were forced just like, them to. We didn't realize you guys were going to do this already because we weren't ready to tell everyone that what we're doing, like behind the scenes, like we weren't ready to unleash this stuff on the world. And I still think what they're showing us is probably a small fraction of what they actually can do behind the scenes. Yeah, there's part of me that wonders if if they were to share all the things that the AI models that they have in possession. Oh. People would be like, people would probably uh, freak out. Um, can it, live
0: in the woods and throw my phone yeah, in the lake?
1: I mean, it's they got to slow, you know. You got to you got to slowly introduce this stuff and, and open AI is like, ah, we're new, move fast, break things, and just kind of went whole hog on it. And I don't, I don't know that that was the best thing to do. I think people did freak out for good reason, you know. And and as the as it settled, everybody's like, okay, okay, oh, this is what it's it okay, is. okay, it's okay. This it is has how we can tons use of it. limitations. It's okay. It was just so much new all at once. And I think Google was probably like, we were trying to do this slowly but surely. Now, they were moving maybe a little bit too slowly. But regardless, here's where we are. And I could see a situation come about where they open the spigot a little bit. And all of a sudden, AI and the assistant on Google's products is so good and so conversational and so lifelike and so helpful like actually helpful not turn the lights on and off helpful but like it's doing all this it's helping me be a better creator it's actually being the assistant that we've always hoped that it would be that that becomes a thing that people are like i gotta try that and, i gotta see what that's like for my workflow
0: and i'm with you that i think it could be a differentiator for Pixel Eight. but as you're sitting here talking i'm i'm thinking it could be even better on Chromebooks because with Chromebook Plus, because your Chromebook is where you sit down to get things done. It's where you're actually getting yep. work done. Yep. So how can this generative AI take that to the next level? And and you know we we talked about on the podcast uh, well yesterday, but for us yesterday, but for the Pixel Eight roundup, we were talking about. Yeah. We the internet and all of these tools that we have just have added more work to uh, you know, what we do. There might be some of that. We might adapt and it's like, oh well with generative AI I can instead of sending ten emails, I'll send a hundred emails. I did a week's worth of of work in one day. But I think from a a more esoteric kind of level, like it could it could help us get things done better. You know, And, and on a Chromebook, you're sitting down to get work done. So, right. it could be really cool to see how how that evolves. It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be cool to see it on the Pixel Eight for sure, but on Chromebook Plus, it's gonna be uh, for us, you know, even more interesting. Well, so,
1: and I think they're laying the foundation with Chromebook Plus and the generative AI pieces that they're gonna put into Chrome OS. So that as time goes by and this assistant with Bard shows up, assistant's already on the Chromebook. So once it gets these new features it's just going to be part of it like it, it it's all going to work together like it's starting like the clarity of what they're trying to do is starting to come together and again i i think all these pieces were probably being worked on behind the scenes anyway like i think they were thinking of all this stuff they just didn't feel pressed to to put it out all now and it's like well this is this is priority 1 now stop thinking about adding that one new feature to google docs that you were doing figure out how we can use generative AI to make docs better. Okay. And and all the office people team work on that stuff. Chromebook guys, make sure you're generative AI, put it front, front and center, uh, pixel team, make sure that it's front and center. Like we're all going to focus on this and then start creating some cohesion between all this stuff. And now we put the assistant on top with, with Bard and give everybody a, a clear access point to most of it. Um, and it's it's coming together like you can just see it like oh mm-hmm. okay okay i kind of see where this is going and if they play the cards right i mean it's google so who knows they you know big company with a bunch of engineers and some wild ideas sometimes and maybe more horsepower than they can handle sometimes you know like if they play it right i really think all of this could come together and and create some features between Android and Chrome OS and Google Services in general, and Pixel phones for sure. But you know, I I think this could just be the larger Android phone community too. Like if they're really wanting to go in on this, just make it an Android thing. They'll make it a Pixel only thing. Um, that this all this AI stuff could be the thing that finally says like if Android has it and Pixel just has it with extra versions of that maybe then it it's the tipping point for. Pixel phones, but I think it could be, especially in the United States, finally the thing that maybe, you know, gets, gets Android phones over the hump. And if Samsung will embrace it and say, you know, like, cool, we, we want what Google's doing with this and Android. Cause you know, Samsung's been all over the place. Like, well, we're, uh, maybe we're not going to use Android anymore. Maybe we'll do our own OS and we got our own apps and stuff. Like stop doing all that stuff. Like focus in, this could be the thing. This could be the thing, you know, get, forget Bixby, get rid of that. Like this could be the thing that puts Bixby in in the ground finally. And like AI, like generative AI with Google assistant on this phone means I get all the stuff that I've loved about Samsung, but now I also get this thing that can, can, I can talk to and have it do stuff conversationally. And then as soon as I move to my Chromebook, it's the same thing that's here that to do that thing here. And I can use it across all these products. And can I use that on the iPhone? No, you can't. Well you can, but you can kind of bolt it on the side. Or you can switch phones and have this experience with this whole thing that's mind blowingly good.
0: And use a Chromebook instead of your Mac.
1: Yeah. Because for a lot of you use people. your Mac
0: for mainly web web browsing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: But you need like these products yeah. need that killer feature. They right? need something that's not, not just like, Oh, that's nice, but that's fine, I'll just keep yeah. my iPhone. Like, holy moly, that that would change the way that I do this. That would change the way that I do that. You need that in order for people to start going, you know what? I'm gonna go try that. Like, and it's got to be more than it takes good pictures. Like, that's not enough. You know, it's got to be more than, oh, it is secure and it's never had a virus. You know, like, what's going to take to get you off Windows or Mac OS and come over and start trying out? And it may not be the thing that you use the most, but it's the thing that's like, it's there. God, that could change a lot of things but when with the way that I work.
0: It, yeah, when you do use it, it's incredibly helpful. In- and
1: and imagine, imagine too, like, last thing on this, because I'm, this is all like forming as we're sitting oh, here talking. Yeah, but- like, uh, imagine you know I'm on on a Mac and I'm using Google Docs, you know, because that's my company uses that, or I like it or whatever. And I'm using it and I'm seeing all these little generative AI pieces, and then Google starts making it pretty clear, like, you know, if you had a an Android phone, you could do this, you could carry this workload over onto that, or you could do this one thing if if you were working on a Chromebook instead of just on this. And it becomes very clear, like, all these generative AI things are awesome. I would love to fully embrace all that stuff well guess what you need to probably go buy an android phone or Chromebook. and if it's built into the os i can just use it on
0: all of my stuff on
1: that device so right so they could start almost start using these little things as little marketing ploys almost of like you know you like this you like this in this one thing well there's a lot more of it to be had if you come over to the google side of things
0: do more with bard
1: (laughs) barf (laughs) go beyond with bard (laughs) if Bard goes the name Bard goes away it wouldn't hurt my feelings at all yeah it is love that but I
0: I, I do you know what I think but do you know what I think it is I think it's them trying to almost make it sound goofy because it is like it's a bit scary to people like yeah chat GPT and it sounds it sounds technical and scary and even just some of the branding that uh, you know OpenAI has is very you know scientific and sci-fi and people are like that's that's a little scary. Bard. <laughs> this is just Bard over here. What's up, Bard? What's up, Bard? You know, it's just some little well, silly thing. I've never even thing. heard that name before this. I don't even know what Bard, Bard is. No, Bart. So I think, I think that's part of it, is Could that be. they wanted it, especially early on now when they're testing and experimenting, they want it to be a little bit playful maybe, and Bard is is kind of silly. So maybe that's So now
1: the call phrase, you had, hey, G. <laughs> hey, Bard. Hey, uh, no, no. It shouldn't be hey. It should be um. Yo, yo, Bard, <laughs> yo, Bard. That's it. I love that. Yo, Bard, yo, Bard. I like that. Rolls
0: off. You heard it. You heard it here first. Yo bard. Chrome unboxed, exclusively reports. Hey, yo, new Bard. <laughs> new, new act. New. Uh, what where do they? do you call that? <laughs>
1: Activation phrase. New, new, new uh, fr-
0: action phrase. I don't,
1: I don't know. Hmm, weird doesn't matter you heard it here
0: first though folks that's that's what we're doing yeah uh, Yo not, Bard, not waking up yet
1: oh yo bard <laughs> yo, so, yo
0: bard so i know no. we went off on generative ai but it is important because generative ai was a part of is a part of chromebook plus it yes. was a part of the it's, it gonna, was, be, it's gonna be it was weird. a wow thing that happened at mm-hmm. the chromebook plus event it was a wow thing that happened yesterday with pixel 8 it's something that we're going to be kind of talking about. It's going to be integrated into Chromebooks. Well, with Chromebook Plus for now, maybe with Chromebooks, at, all Chromebooks down the road. We'll see.
1: I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it, it does take some computational it's, it's, stuff. There's some, stuff, there's so. some
0: horsepower required yeah. there. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll kind of, yeah, be testing this out, obviously, uh, more and more as as things roll out uh, more more publicly. But Chromebook Plus is here. It's awesome. Hardware. software, launch, everything, A plus. Yep. I love it. I think uh, the branding is cool. I think the little plus sign would have been neat, but just writing it out is simple and clean. Yep. And I'm all for it. So we'll be reporting on all of this more and more and more. Yeah. We've said it before, this this is not a, oh cool, here's this thing that Google announced. We're gonna get back to regularly. Scheduled programming the chromebook plus is is, is part of schedule is now the the thing we will be talking about so stay tuned stay tuned over on the website chrome Unboxed.com. follow us along everywhere at chrome Unboxed. and if you're listening to this and this is your first time listening welcome <laughs> follow Hello. follow along yeah uh, follow along on whatever uh, podcast platform you prefer. But that's it for this one. We appreciate you all tuning in and listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, ChromeUnboxed.com and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.